podcast? We should. We should. We what, probably should. What podcast is that? Why, it's the Enemy Slime podcast, if I do declare so. I am your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by the recently returned to the land of the USA, Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hello, the U.S. miss me? We did. We did. Very much so. Excellent. Uh, I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. I've been abroad, and I prefer it here. Yeah, wow, that's a bold, a bold claim. I bold actually, lie. I have a question for you, Lucio. Uh, given yeah. that you just spent, how long were you out of the country? First of all, two weeks. Uh, yeah, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Okay. Uh, here's my question: You flew as far away from America as a person can fly, nearly, <laughs> uh, and stayed there for two and a half weeks. How invasive was Donald Trump uh, in your life during that time? Not as much as you'd think. Because I can't go a day without seeing his fucking face. And even a if day, I, please, I wish I could go a day, like I can't, hours. Yeah, yeah. Just I, was one gonna, hours. I was gonna say I'm not even sure I can go an hour. Uh, so that's what I'm wondering: is was there at least a day where you saw more pizza than Trump? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, but, uh, I, I very deliberately disconnected from everything. Sure, yeah, uh, but you can't do that here. You you literally can't. Oh, like, so you, I live here. You go on. You Everybody just... can't wait to tell you how mad they are about the president. Oh Jesus fuck! <laughs> Not only that, but like the lobby in my the, the lobby in the building that I work at has CNN on. Oh yeah, well, the room, well, there's literally nothing else for CNN to air. The the break room has CNN on, and then. You're driving, and just whatever you're listening to, Trump comes up. Like it's just, it's just impossible. He's, it's great. Um, I mean, whatever. It, 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 that's the that's the cost of greatness. Is like today they were debating if he should have called Putin to congratulate him, and I'm like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, uh, I get it, he's was, a horrible president. Was, and was, there a situ- was he going to do something you were going to be happy with? <laughs> and if not, this conversation really isn't going anywhere. Sometimes he does it on accident. Every uh, but it's, it's, and, and it, like, getting mad at him for stuff, like, you think Obama wouldn't have called Putin to congratulate him? <laughs> I think that... Really? I think that it is... It's uh, time for him to end diplomatic ties with Russia. Well... I mean, you could, Russia's changed quite a bit. <laughs> um, I don't from, think it has, actually. From the time no. when Obama would have called them to congratulate them, uh, they hadn't assassinated someone in the Just UK. Just they had they killed Livinenko. Yeah. I guess that's actually, that's not unfair. Uh, they and probably a bunch of guys we didn't hear about. The point uh, that I, the thing I was really wondering, though, is just if everybody else is as concerned about it as we are, um... And and it sounds like no. It sounds like the, the, the rest of the world. Really, the only time it really blew up was when he started talking about doing tariffs. Oh sure, I could see that. And everybody was like, "Oh my god, tariffs, trade wars!" Ah, yeah. Well, tra- trade wars are easy to win, and we should do them often or whatever. Yeah, so. not... pretty cool. Um, Jared, yeah. you'll probably see a lot of Trump in Japan, but it's going to be in wild and nonsensical context so see and i like oh, yeah. i like that there, there, there were yeah. a lot of stuff like shirts and like weirdly singing dolls and shit like that but you I, know i noticed that in amsterdam there was a lot of uh there were a lot of shirts that said just like fuck trump and stuff like that um they had a, a little more creative than that one of them one of them was mickey mouse 
giving two middle fingers <laughs> and and it said fuck trump under it uh so even mickey uh doesn't doesn't like him what a boy they had a little dancing toy that like said something like the big wig and then like at the end of his little dance like his wig fell out mm. stuff like that that's pretty dope i like that that's uh well that, that's quality well welcome back <laughs> welcome back to america michael you didn't yep. leave but uh welcome back uh to america as well oh thank you yeah you're welcome i mean you did and leave jared at one point. you keep doing a good job I'm gonna do my best to uh, leave America uh, pretty soon, so I'm gonna gonna get on out of here. Old April twelfth, I'll be seeing you, seeing you. Sure, eleven, Jared, eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> the eleventh. <laughs> I'm going to be looking out for this on the twelfth. <laughs> it's very confusing too, because I'm not really clear on what time it is in Asia, uh, and it's like yesterday or is it tomorrow? I don't know which. Future is now, Jared. It's tomorrow. Time in Asia. Let's see what Google... It's... Uh, yeah, see, it's already tomorrow. Yeah, we both told you. I thought it was yesterday. So they're already listening to the Enemy Slime podcast. So they where are. where can I go where it's yesterday? Nowhere. We're at the west. We're like at the end. Yeah. So we're as far into yesterday as possible. We're as far into today as possible. Well, but, but, to, uh, but when can... <laughs> When will it be yesterday? Uh, when it crosses the international deadline, which is close to uh, Hawaii. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Uh, so, Lucio, it's it's eleven o'clock where you are. So, yep. by the time we wrap up the podcast, it'll be I'll be in yesterday. You all, you would be in yesterday. Yes. I mean, we're all in yesterday right now, but pretty soon you're going to be in tomorrow. No, we're all in today, Jared. Right, we're all in today. Today is a present. Well, but. But pretty soon we'll be in yesterday and Lucio will be in tomorrow. I want to be in today for me, tomorrow well, for you, and you will be in yesterday for me and today for me. So wait, is it possible that we could be in yesterday and you could be in tomorrow and somebody else could be in the day after that? Day after that? Yeah. If somebody has somebody in, like, from, in Japan? Yeah. Wow. That is, uh, yeah. See, that's what I'm. Actually, no, because I will be in the same time and time as he is. I mean, so both of us will be in tomorrow, and you will still be. In I think. I think we could be in yesterday. Lucio could be in tomorrow. What's uh, the, and then and then what's the furthest? So what? Well, so what if we were in Hawaii? We go to Hawaii. Yep. Because that's I'm assuming Hawaii is as far into yesterday as we can go. Right. Um, and so we go there, right? And then Lucio goes to uh, wherever he would go. And then uh, we'll send Jay. I want to send Jay into the future. As far into the future as a man can go. So I think the first... Which one was the first island? Was it Fiji? I don't first... know. I need to understand time. Island. I found a map of time zones. Here we go. This will solve everything. Okay. So the furthest that you can go is... Negative eleven. So, so the first place where it um, changes is the island of Kiribati, by, which is in Fiji. Okay, so I'll go to Fiji because that sounds nice. Sure, you take Fiji. And then what's a good what's a good middle ground? Uh, just UTC. I guess England or anything in that latitude. 
Yeah, you, England is UTC. Wait, did we base all this off England? Yep. That feels typical. Imperialistic. Yeah, that's that seems that seems yep. seems like well, so that's what you get for being in charge when they invent time. Yeah. Okay, so when I'm Fiji, it'll be one o'clock. Well, you'll be in Fiji. I'll be in Fiji, and it'll be one o'clock. Lucio will be in the UK, and it will be noon, right? Right. Uh, and then Michael, say, I think you're the gonna audience be, waits with rapt attention. I think you're gonna have to be in the ocean, Michael. That's all right. I think I mean like Hawaii. Maybe. No, no. Put me on a boat. All right. He's gonna be on a boat yeah. off the coast of Hawaii. If you look at Sailor if you look Man. at the map, uh, things get really confusing in the plus thirteen and plus fourteen. By the way, this is why you tune into the Enemy Slam podcast so you can learn about time zones. Because the issue with the plus thirteen and the plus fourteen is, I think China has one time zone, even though it's in like four. Mm-hmm. Um, so shit gets gets distorted. It's weird too because they're uh, parallel uh, to to Honolulu, um, but they are very wildly different times. So because they're not parallel to, I mean, they're parallel to Honolulu, but the longitude is still different. Yeah, that this is true. Man, what a crazy world we live in. Hey, you guys, you guys ever play that Nintendo thing? No. Oh. I play the Nintendos. You still haven't unboxed it. Oh yeah, I know you. Uh, <laughs> um, you should sell it on Facebook. Yeah, in the marketplace. On Maybe the Facebook, on the Facebook marketplace. Get on there. And... I actually bought a fat PS3 for like sixty bucks on the marketplace, See? and it works really well. There you go. That's a good. That's a steal of a deal. Lucio gets it. Or I could buy this four and a half million dollar Dodge. Did yes. you, you found that on the marketplace? Yes. Nice. It's because it has, it has rims. Uh. <laughs> I don't think it's because of the rims. Let's see what I'm going to get. Uh, I've obviously used the marketplace before because when I go on it, it's literally just trying to send me video games. Um, here we go. These aren't video games. Someone is selling two copies of Stratego for $10. Like together? I Why think, do you need two? I don't know. I guess why not? Uh, here's a girl play suitcase for three dollars. Man, this That's is pretty good. That is a Jesus Christ deal of a deal. Let's see this Dodge. Yeah, baby, show it to me. What did they do to it? <laughs> what oh. do you want to trade it for? I'll, I'll give you like a bag of Cheetos. I don't understand this concept of just like I would I would get rid of this car, but only for a straight trade for another car. Are, are cars like Pokemon to some people? Or oh, just like... this, is, this is super modded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a... Uh, well, I won't say it, but it has a particular... <laughs> it's a riser, yes. The last, the last name of the person who owns this car is almost certainly Win or Tran. <laughs> uh... <laughs> this is a Dodge Neon SRT. Yep. But it doesn't seem that it's manual which is like why would you then no manual transmission yeah no don't worry they wouldn't they wouldn't do that that'd be fucked 197,000 miles oh yeah, right. two million dollars <laughs> i can't uh i can't buy stuff on this because i'm too worried that the person will murder me i don't know why no that's a legitimate concern jared yeah. i would 
Every, I would not fault you for it. Everyone can. We went at a gas me. station for my for our trip. Yeah, I've I've sold a laptop at a gas station, and it felt yeah, weird. You just you just need to meet her at a neutral place. Yeah, public place, obviously. Because no one ever gets killed at a gas station. Well, not if you go to the rat gas station. I mean, people get killed at gas stations all the time. If you, if you go to the gas station in rape alley, then you get you get raped, and it's on you. I mean, I do think sometimes about the gas station we met at, and I'm like, that's that was actually a pretty good murder gas station. Like, I feel like that's I feel like that's a place I'd see on the nightly news of being like, man, man shot 14 times outside gas station. Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty cool. Maybe next time. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, I, don't... I have uh, I have three bases for fifteen dollars in my marketplace. Shit. Yeah. Uh, someone's selling Shovel Knight on PS4, brand new, sealed for thirty bucks. I think that's just the retail cost of it. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Uh, in fact, it actually might be over retail. So. NES Classic Edition, eighty bucks. Well, they're finally coming down in price. Okay. Well, actually, be careful about that. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight's only twenty bucks on Amazon. So. No, it's not not a great deal. Um, be careful with the uh, with the uh, Nintendo Classic because I've noticed there is a tremendous influx of fake ones that are. Uh, oh, this is this is just a uh, Raspberry Pi with an emulator in it. Yeah, that sounds. I can tell just by looking at it. That sounds right. Uh, and a lot of them have. Uh, you'll you'll notice because they're usually overinflated on the game count. Like the box will be like eighty games, and you're like, well. That's not right, because the original did not have 80 games in it. I mean, I already have a Raspberry Pi with all the games. It's just like... Yeah. I thought the scalpers were, like, finally, like, resigning. How do you know if somebody has a Raspberry Pi emulator? Just by looking at the ports. No, they'll tell you. It was a joke. I didn't even click on the... It was a gag. Don't you get it? You don't... It's a, it's a wasted gag. I did buy a Super Nintendo Classic um, because I just I saw it on the shelf and. I and like, how much did you flip it for? I didn't. I'm using it. I bought two extension okay. cords and I'm playing uh, Yoshi's Island right now. Mm. Um, because I I saw it and I was like, well, I know I'll never see this again, so I guess I'll buy it. <laughs> so I have a Super fair enough. I have a Super Nintendo. There is something to be said. Like, emulators are great. Emulators are fun. There is something to be said about holding a brand new Super Nintendo controller in your hand again. Um, that's a feeling that the emulator cannot replicate. Mm. Fair enough. Having said that, uh, after a little bit, uh, you kind of get annoyed by it because it really doesn't work that well for Street Fighter, for example. Yep. And so, like, it, you, you have this, like, moment of nostalgia, and then minutes you, later... You miss those uh, analog sticks, don't you? I can't, I can't Dragon Punch uh, with, the, with the Super Nintendo D-pad. Can't, can't it happens it. to a lot of guys, Jared. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I always... I, yeah, I, 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 I went, guys would suck. I started going to a, a support group where we'd sit around <laughs> and talk about how we can't Dragon Punch. Do you guys remember the old college humor series, like, back in the old internet? Nope. Where, uh, like, Ken was having Hadouken problems. I don't know if I know about that one. Uh, I remember the Pete Holmes one where he's, like, interviewing the Street no, Fighter no. characters. And he won't, let, no. he won't let Vega bring his claw to the, to the fist fight tournament. Um, which, I think it's the later years. Which does seem fair. Like, doesn't it seem, like, a little unfair that Vega has a claw? Well, he's a criminal. Yeah. 
course. Uh, I suppose that's <laughs> that's true. He is a criminal. He's a psychotic killer. Uh, a claw and a mask, I might add. Uh, so yes. he, he's wearing armor. I don't think anybody else in Street Fighter is adorned in armor. I mean, you have a green beastman that electrifies people, but yeah. Yeah. Nobody else has armor. Um, this might sound like it's coming out of left field, but the speaking of uh, speaking of Street Fighter, makes me think of fighting games. Are you a Soul Calibur fan, Lucio? I am not. I oh. play the first two, but then I kind of like lost interest. Because I was telling Michael the other day, I am so hyped for Soul Calibur Six, and I know realistically I'm gonna buy it and play it like twice for maybe Gerald like in it. maybe like a combined two hours. Um, but I'm very yeah, but those much, two hours are gonna be sick. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Geralt, Geralt or Gerald? Gerald. It's Geralt. Gerald. Wait, say it again, Michael. Geraldo. It's Geralt. Are there three different characters in it? Uh, in Soul Calibur, yeah, there's actually going to be more than three characters. But I'll name some variation of Harold. Uh, there'll be, I think so far we have confirmed, uh, Ivy. Ivy. Well, obviously Ivy's going to be there. Ivy will be back. Uh, it's going to get bigger. Uh, yeah, her, well, no, I think, I think she looks like she's just about maintained her, her size. Good. Uh, so it's, it's fine so far. Uh, Mitsurugi's still in it. Nightmare's still in it. Uh, Killick. Killick's the one with the staff, right? Yep. Uh, so I think it's, it's the nunchuck guy that we don't have confirmation of yet. Maxi? Yeah, Maxi. Whoa, it looks like Sofatia is back and, um, she's all grown up. Time. Sofatia's another one that has, uh, developed in the games. Yeah. Time has been very kind to her. Kind to us. Yeah, time yeah. Has, time has been generous to us as well. Uh, uh, and good news, everyone's favorite Zasalamel is back. Oh, Dude. of course, the one. Yep, um, we couldn't have it without Zasalamel. He's looking hotter than ever before. But is uh, is a pirate guy there? Uh, Cervantes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hope so. I haven't uh, seen him yet, but can. Ooh. Can we have a Soul Calibur without Cervantes? Has there been a Soul Calibur without Cervantes? You probably know more than me at this point. Yeah, you're asking the wrong people here. I don't know. Uh, he's apparent, according to the Soul Calibur wiki, he's immortal. So it seems like it would be strange for him to not reappear. Uh, let's see, Cervantes. Oh man, I love um, I love fighting game like lore. Because it's all so stupid. Oh, man. Um, one, day, one day I need to go over the Street Fighter with you. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Street Fighter's bad. Uh, Mortal Kombat is perhaps the most ridiculous. I don't I don't know if there's ever been something. I like I, I like that uh, they're focusing on Sofitia's important qualities in that picture. Yeah, her shield and sword. Those are her yes. weapons that she's going to fight with. Yes. I'm looking at two other weapons, actually. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, it's. I wouldn't say Soul Calibur is the most shameless uh, fighting game nah. series. No, absolutely. They're still alive. Uh, but having said that, it's got to be like a runner-up uh, because they really just 
they they love titties and they've made no secret of it and uh it doesn't matter how much people complain i'm kind of wondering how long can we keep having games like this um because it as feels as, as long as the japanese are making them it feels like yeah, it has they're never going to gonna be, be concerned about this it feels like it has to be something that's on borrowed time and the and the the outrage of twitter will eventually get to them they don't give a fuck dude good for japan for not for not they like what they like, and you're just gonna have to deal no, with no, it. No, not only that, but like, I don't think Twitter even has that like effect anymore. When is the last time anything changed because of a Twitter like meltdown? Ah, okay. I like, I think people just don't give a fuck anymore. They're like, whatever. The people on Twitter are complaining. What's new? I'll give you. I'll give you that. Whoa! I'm clicking on trailers here. I gotta. I gotta leave this be. Hot dog. Anyway, Soul Calibur. Uh, I'm hyped. I don't know when it comes out. I don't care when it comes. I just want it now. Uh, the fact that I don't have it right now is upsetting to me. And I can't wait to spend three hours playing that game and then putting it on my <laughs> shelf to never be seen again. So. You know, actually, that might be a, a good question. So, Lucio, you said you're not a big fan of the game. Right. But you are a big fan of the more traditional like tournament fighters, things that people actually play competitively, right? I'm more of a fan of the 2D fighting games, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's the 2D, 3D distinction that... Yeah. The, I've, I've I, always thought I, of Soul Calibur as the type of game where I don't have to be a fighting game nerd to enjoy it. And I was wondering if that might be where the uh, disconnect lay. There actually is a good point because, uh, ironically, the 3D fighting usually takes away complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, but by virtue of adding the extra plane and like all the complications that it brings... So you actually can get away with a lot more like button mashing in 3D fighters than you could in like 2D fighters. That sounds right. I'd I'd believe that. That being said, not all 2D fighters are super complex. Like Netherrealm, for example, is known for making games that are just kind of complex enough, but not really. Right, like the injustices uh, and Mortal right. Kombat's of the world, which are still fun, by the way. I don't like. I'm not like a hardcore competitive fighter or anything like that. Sure. Um, you can have a good sa- time with it. Arxis is working very hard now, actually, into trying to make it more accessible. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you play uh, uh, Guilty Gear, Exert, Revelator 2. <laughs> sure, I'll get right on that. <laughs> oh, as we're or, all going to. Or Dragon Ball Fighter C. Um, the they made the skill floor fairly low, so you can be competent. Without knowing a lot, but they still kept like the high ceiling for people who are willing to put in the time. Um, but yeah, in general, 3D fighters tend to be tend to have less options when it comes to like tactics and stuff like that. Which I know sounds weird, but that's how it works because of the third dimension. Uh, it looks like I'm looking at Tekken Seven, and I don't see Mokujin on the roster. So why even bother? Yeah, I guess I guess it's probably good that I didn't pick that one up. But it's Kuma there. Uh, is Kuma the bear? Yeah. Yeah, the bear is there. The bear well, is there. That's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, they also have Violet, who I think has got to be a runner-up for a uh, really lame fighting game character. It seems like his only distinction is that he wears purple and has dyed his hair purple and that's what's special about him like 
Yeah, Tekken doesn't have the best characters. In Soul Calibur, they're like, I'm I'm Chinese and I use nunchucks, or I'm a, a, a demon, or I'm a English knight and I have an enormous sword. But in this, it's like, I'm a man who likes purple. I'm a man in a tank top. I, I'm a bear. <laughs> I'm a bear. I'm a, I'm a guy with a big flat top haircut. I'm made of wood. I mean, that's actually better, being made of wood. But Yeah, that's distinctive. Uh, yeah, that's actually pretty original. Who do you think, what, what, what fighting game series do you think consistently churns out the worst roster? Ooh, that's hard. And I'd, I'd submit that to anybody. Michael, you can you can tell me that too. Um, all right, I'm thinking with all of my might here. Think with all your might. Uh, Virtual Fighter. I was gonna, That was gonna be my pick. Uh, like, can you can you name like one character from Virtual Fighter? I can because I fucking I loved Virtual Fighter uh, when I was a kid. Uh, one of my first, not one of my first, but like pretty early console for me was the Sega Saturn. Oh, right, right. You were a Sega guy. And it, Jackie, Wolf, Akira. Uh-huh. Uh, Kage. Uh, oh, yeah, Kage. Who I called Cage for forever until I got... I thought we all did. Until I got a version where they actually say his name. Uh, Sarah? Virtua Fighter 2 had actually one of my favorite characters who now, whenever I see him, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but uh, Lion... Vir- Virtua Fighter has Lion, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, look him up, uh, because he's the dumbest fucking character. Um, and uh, oh boy! Oh he- Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Uh, uh, <laughs> what is that? In the in, he actually he looks better over time. In Virtua Fighter Two, he's wearing like a life vest, and he just yeah, that's what, the one I'm looking at right now. He just looks dumb as shit. Oh, yeah. And he has this weird fighting style that I'm sure is based off something real, but it's just, it's goofy. All all of it's strange. I remember there was like an explosion of like 3D fighting games, like with the PS1. Like, I remember Battle Arena Tonshiden or something like that. Yeah, Battle Arena Tonshiden. That also has some pretty bad characters. They were like Soul Calibur ripoffs. Mm-hmm. But, and with like a little bit of SNK mixed up. Yeah, and when I asked that question, I was kind of looking for a more mainstream. Like everyone knows Virtua Fighter, but there's definitely if if we dive into like obscure fighting games, you can get into some really weird uh, stuff. Uh, fighting Vipers, of course. If we're if we're gonna talk about shitty uh, fighting game character rosters, what was the one that had the weird like fucking dinosaur that was so short that you couldn't hit him? Uh, I'm not sure. Fighting game with. Fighting game, fighting game dinosaur character. With uh, cheap dinosaur. Yeah, see, oh, is it gone? G-O-N? From, yeah, 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 from Tekken. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. I fucking hated that guy. I don't I'm blame glad him. he was never back. Yeah, he's cheap. You couldn't hit him. Like, all the, the high stuff would go over his head. Like, who fucking, did they even test him? I guess he was only in Tekken 3. Ah, uh, good thing he wasn't back. Which is a which is a good Tekken. That's a solid Tekken. I played yeah. a lot. I played a lot of Tekken Tag when I was uh, younger. Uh, Eddie Gordo. Everyone loves Eddie Gordo. Oh, fucking Eddie Gordo. <laughs> oh, Air Guys. 
Oh boy. Uh, okay, so I'll I'll give you that one. Not the uh, Final Fantasy characters, but the original Air Guys characters. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember any of them. I remember Cloud and Tifa. Uh, one of them has a gun for a hand. That's um, which they stole from us. No, it's not Barrett. It's uh, his name is Godhand. His name is Ken Godhand Mishima. <laughs> On Han, Prince Doza. What is it? Uh, <laughs> oh Wolf yeah, Girl Joe. Han Dehan. Uh, Lee Lee Shuen. Oh, that was the other one that was great in Virtua Fighter. Was the Drunk Master? I can't remember his name. But a lot of I his, think I actually have a copy of that lying around. A lot of his moves involved him falling down. Are you sure you're not thinking of uh, not King of Fighters? Um, Dead or Alive? No. Um, he had a drunken master who falls down a lot too. Well, it's not super. It's not a super original concept. Uh, I I can't remember his name. He's an old man. Virtua Fighter old man. Shun D. Is that it? Could be. Yeah, sounds so all right. Uh, Man, the crazy thing about Air Guides was that it was two games in one. Yeah. There yeah. The fighting game and also the uh, dungeon crawling quest game. Uh huh. It had that weird, like, RPG uh, kind of thing going on with it. Both of which was a really good time. Did you guys play that? I played a lot of Air Guys. Um, I rented it and found that was enough. I owned it, but I only played the fighting game because I wanted to, like, beat up people with Cloud and Tifa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was pretty much. That's why just about anybody got Air Guys. Oh, wait, I have it. Forget it. Uh, best fighting game roster. Uh, I don't even know if either of you guys would have played it. Uh, Eternal Champions. Yeah, that was the first game I had on the uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, Eternal, Eternal. Eternal Champions with... Um, I don't even remember the dude's name, but... Blade. Blade, is that his name? The guy with, Slash, the guy with Jedi, oh my Xavier, God, Midnight, looks... Trident. Oh, wow. You you really remember this game. Larson, Shadow. He's all about it, man. Yeah, I think I can... Okay, I've got a picture of everyone without names. Rax, Blade, Slash, Shadow, Trident, Larson, Xavier Midnight. Pendragon. Xavier Pendragon. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I can name all Max. of these guys. Oh, my God. Larson Tyler looks like the guy from Gunsmoke, like 20 years before Gunsmoke came out. <laughs> He was um, the I mean, gunpoint, no gunsmoke. The uh, the black dude with the target on his chest, he's the best. Oh, uh, you you can do this to say. <laughs> I can't I can't think of what his name. Jonathan was. Blade. Yeah, Blade. I told you. Um, and then who's the wizard in the back of the cover? Xavier. Just like Xavier Pendragon. That is Xavier yeah. Pendragon. Okay, he was pretty tight. I I like him. So Eternal Champions is one that. When I was a kid, I found it to be very frustrating, and I don't know if that's because it's just not a very good game, or if it's because it's more of a cerebral fighter than eight-year-old me was willing to put up with. No, I I think it's just because I'm not a pretty very good sure game. it was a yeah, it was a bad game. Yeah, people seem to remember it quite fondly. Really? Yeah, that's uh, that's news to me. I I didn't know anybody even remembered it at all, much less. Well, uh, yeah. Did you guys not- ever play the Turtles fighting game? I think I did actually. Yeah, I, I own it, but uh, that was pretty bad. Trolls like the ones that you rub the gem in their tummy. Yeah, no turtles. Oh, turtles! 
Ninja Turtles. I was like, I was like, the trolls had a fighting game. Oh wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shaq Fu. Uh, oh well, yeah. Shaq Fu's that's a that's, that's a, a classic though. That's a we pretty forgot. bad roster. Um, Clay Fighter maybe. Clay Fighter, yeah. Uh, Primal Killer Rage. Instinct. Killer Instinct roster has always bored the fuck out of me. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you uh, half of Killer Instinct's roster, but I'm not letting you have the skeleton because uh, he's a fucking skeleton and that's tight as hell. Uh, I mean, the, okay, that's one. What about the, what the, not the rest of the half? Is there anyone else? He's a skeleton with a headband to keep the sweat out of his eyes. That's Double Dragon. <laughs> no, the the skeleton. What's his name? Bones. If it's not Bones, that feels like a a missed uh, a missed opportunity. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna look him up. What's his stupid? Oh, I'm thinking name? of the bo- I'm thinking of the skeleton with sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep yeah. the sun out of his eyes. To keep the sun out of his spinal. eyes. Spinal. His name is Spinal. Uh, spinal. spinal. That's, right. That's right. Spinal. Spinal has a has a sweatband for all that sweat. He has a bandana, actually. Uh, oh, it depends on what actually what version you're looking at. That's true. Uh, was it what was it called? Mace. I think it was Mace Fighting Game. I mean, it's not called that, but um, <laughs> anyway. I'll give you the skeleton because you're right; he's pretty tight. But the rest of the roster is fucking boring. Yeah, that's- yeah. Killer Instinct was sufficient to excite me when I was a child, but now I have no idea why why we remember it. They all look like bad copies of like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter characters. Oh, I I fell into a hole here. There's a whole bunch of old Nintendo 64 fighting games that are just absolutely oh, terrible. Yeah. Like I said, around that that time, like. The 64 PS1 era. Uh, fly, flying Dragon. Oh. Flying Dragon is absolutely awful. Uh, but Mace the Dark Age is a whole other world. And if you if you never played it, you're going to need to. I'm pretty sure that one of these characters has to be named like Peter. Like, Oh, yeah, I remember this. With Lord Demos. <laughs> oh, shit. This game was nuts. All right. I felt like I feel like the 64 was the platform to make a bunch of uh, IPs that would never go anywhere. Yeah, uh, and looking through this, there's a lot of stuff that I forgot about that I'm now looking at. Like, oh, well, if you'll recall, Mace the Dark Age had a pretty big uh, PR campaign in magazines, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think they thought it was really going to take off, but. Well, they were really coming for uh, they were really coming for Mortal Kombat because I remember it had like uh, some gore to it that you could get into. Mm-hmm. Um, it also had my favorite character Al Rashid, uh, who really commits some atrocious violence against women. Excellent. Oh, Al Rashid. Al Rashid. What about before there was before SNK made good games? There was this gem that I'm gonna copy now. Art of Fighting? Nope. Oh. World Heroes Perfect. Ah. World with Heroes the Perfect. characters that are not copied from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it really it really kind of helps paint a picture of how few ideas there are. Like, man, look, there's M. Bison. Yep. Uh, Vega. There's Liu Kang. There's Fei Long. Or, or, yeah, perhaps Liu Kang. Maybe both. Uh, yeah. I assume that's like a Balrog Dalsim uh, combo in the upper left. 
it looks like they stole Tam Tam from their own IP. <laughs> well, this was before like all the good games. So like, right. you know, this is one this was it. My favorite one is the uh, jockey really, from the really sinister looking football player. Yeah, jockey from uh, Fist of the North Star. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the guy in the America pants is uh, Saget. Yep. Uh, the, the girl at the bottom is Ryu, but a girl. Well, there's also the Blue Ninja and the Red Ninja, which are still kind of Ryu and Ken. Oh, yeah, Captain that's Crunch. true. That's true. Uh, yeah, Captain Crunch. I see him. Um, there's the Dragon Ball guy. Is that the dude in the the gold guy? No, the guy to the left. Although, yeah, I guess both of them. Yeah, the gold guy looks like he could be right out of Dragon Ball. Um, man. This is excellent. Oh shit! That uh, the girl on the bottom has Ivy's sword. That's multiple parts. Yep. Man, World Heroes Perfect was really ahead of the game. And this, this is very interesting because I think SNK went on to become one of those companies that has some really good character design. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, it's interesting. If you, if you made a game that has character design that sucks, there's hope for you, I guess. I mean, every it's every like, everybody's guilty of making shitty fighting games. Like th- that's the thing is that like after you get a core roster going, there's only so much left to do, and it's weird too because some characters really shouldn't work on paper, but they wind up working anyway. Like there's no reason why anyone should look at Terry Bogard fondly. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's like a relatively iconic character for for SNK at least. I know. I, I love Terry to death, man, and I, I agree. He's fucking retarded, but I still love him to death. He's yeah, he's yeah, just. I, I actually say the original King of Fighters lineup, or at least the playable character lineup, is pretty unremarkable. But yeah, they just there's something about the games in general. Although Remember, suppose, hmm? King of Fighters can mean they pull the roster from like four different like IPs. True enough. So it was Fatal Fury. Uh, it was Art of Fighting, and two more, which I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, huh? I haven't really thought about that. Although in later games, they stopped using Terry as, like, the main character, and it became, uh... Iori? Yeah. Iori and, and Kay. Iori's definitely... And I think Iori's Kyo, that's right. their most And they're just, like, two probably. pretty boys. I don't, uh... I understand why I work for Japan, but it, it... They never had the same charm as, like, Terry and Andy Bogart did. Because yeah, so. Terry and Andy are, are from Fiddle Fury. Oh, is that where so they come the, from? Right. Yep. So their their rival is Geese, not whatever fucking. Which, by the way, I think is their best, like, their best villain anyway. But whatever. Um. So is Geese? Yeah. Is Geese, your fighting game villain of choice. I mean, it's very hard to beat Bison, though. Yeah, that's true. Bison's mm. a real bad guy. And I think that's a problem. One of the problems Street Fighter has always had that. They keep trying to come up with new villains, but like, who are you gonna put that is gonna beat Bison? Like in terms of just like, first of all, he's super iconic. He's fun. He's you know he's Bison. You can have him do the cheesiest shit, and it still works. Yeah. What about a naked monochrome guy? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you leave Jarrell alone. He's. I was actually thinking of the boss from Super Street Fighter Four. Oh shit! I was thinking of the boss from Virtual Gus Fighter. or Gary or what's his name? Um, Seth. Gregory. Yeah, I think it is Seth. Seth. It is. His it is name is Seth. Seth. They gave him the the dumbest. They, 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 they didn't even give him a good name. Like, oh Rex. yeah, you mean Seth? 
Yes. Perhaps I'm a little biased because I don't really enjoy fighting games anymore, but I feel like recent Street Fighter iterations have actually had pretty unremarkable rosters as, when it comes to new characters. Uh, five has some pretty good ones. Four, they, two, actually. I can't think of anyone from four who I thought that I Jury? didn't already... Hmm? Jury? Jury? No, she's yeah, not from the, four, the, is the, 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 Yeah. I don't know who that is, and I played four. More than one. J U R I is uh, the crazy. Oh no! Okay. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Ibuki, but yeah, I mean, obviously, she wasn't that memorable to me. Uh, let's see. Can I find a list of of new people? What about Hakan? Oh, who's that fat guy? I know him. Uh Rufus. Uh, yeah, Rufus. Yeah. Yeah, Rufus was bad. Rufus is a good addition. Oh no! Thomas, I was, uh, Piper. I was, I was say Rufus was good because I remember him. Hmm. Oh, hey, did uh, you guys know that the T in T-Hawk stands for Thunder? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Everybody knew that. I, I didn't know that. Uh, it's like the E in E-Honda stands for Edmund. So who was new in Street Fighter 4? There was Abel, who was boring, Crimson Viper, who was even worse. Uh, Rufus Ro- and... Roland. Uh, no, Roland or... is from... Rolento, sorry. His name's Rolento. Rolento, yeah. He's from Final Fight. Yeah, he's from Final Fight. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's yeah. like the first boss from Final Fight 1. Yep. Uh, I didn't know that. And how do you get into Street Fighter? Because it's the same universe. Whoa. Oh, there's El Fuerte. Oh, uh, God. I fucking hate El Fuerte. Very exciting. Decaper? 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 Decaper. 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 Whoa, Elena. She's like a jungle woman. She's from 3, though. Oh, she is? Yeah. Uh, what about Hugo? Boy, these are all... Hugo is from, from Final Fight, too. Yeah, you're right. These are not great characters. I think I'm with uh, Michael on this one. I don't think so. Sure enough, aside from Jury, I don't think there's any other... Um, I mean, that's not to say that there's not characters that people play well, because I'm, I'm looking at some of like the new characters from 4, and I'm thinking back to like tournament play that I've seen, and a lot of these guys like get used, uh, even though they're underwhelming to me. So, well, I'm sure they play no, no, no. just fine. Yeah, there's playability, and then there's you know they're fun characters. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, like, yeah, Ryu, Ryu is like probably the, the most playable character, but he's still boring as fuck. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But he's at least iconic, unlike the luchador. There's a luchador. Aren't all of the Mexican characters basically luchadors in this game? <laughs> no, Thunderhawk is a big ass Indian. Yeah, Thunderhawk. Well, he's Native American. Leave no, he's not American. He's, he's Mexican. Where do you think Mexico is? In Mexico? Yeah. Well, well, that certainly can't be true. Wait, th- Thunderhawk's Mexican? No, the story is he's from some Indian reservation and Bison kicked him out to Mexico. Yeah, he is a Native American from Mexico, so we're both correct here. Whoa. No, 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 he's not from Mexico. He fights out of Mexico because Bison kicked him out to Mexico. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Street Fighter Wikia says he is a Native American (laughs) from Mexico. Really? (laughs) And I'm sure they've done the research. Yeah, I'm sure that they did. What's his blood type? Oh, I'm sure it's on here. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it would have to be. Uh, That was something I remember about my Street Fighter guide when I was a kid. It listed all their blood types. That's because the Japanese give it like... Yeah, it's a big deal. It affects their personality, right? Really? I didn't know that. Um, because I became really obsessed with the idea of learning my blood type because it seemed so important to the Street Fighter people. 
<laughs> I thought. So what is your blood type? I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on, Jared. Are you I, serious? I don't know. I lived my whole life without knowing, uh, but I always wanted to know. How do you find out? Give blood. Yeah, go to a doctor and give, or give blood. I don't want to give blood. This is my blood. I worked hard to get it. <laughs> go to a doctor. Well, then live with never knowing your blood type. Stay away from me. Nobody's getting this blood but me. Um, Lucio, yeah. what game did you play this week? Oh, I played Troubleshooters. What's Troubleshooters? Everybody's favorite game. So, you, so have, you ever, have you ever played... Um, I'm looking at the emblem and thought, hey, I wish everyone this was naked. More XCOM. Oh, no. Well, this is I a game that for, first you, thing. for you, for, I guess. Is it, is it spelled the way I think it is? Just like troubleshooters? Troubleshooter one. No, no S. Oh, here, here it is. I found it. Let me look at a picture of this. It's in early access at this point. Oh, my. Um, this, is very, so, this is very Japanese. If you feel like taking a second job, uh, Michael, um, the English is really bad and they probably can use your help. Excellent. Um, but no. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's surprisingly good. It's better than he has any right to be, to be honest. It's very rough around the edges so far. Um, like I said, the English is really bad. There's no English translation at this point for dialogue. Um, it's unfinished, obviously, but the actual gameplay is really, really solid. Huh. Um, which I really liked. Yeah, it looks uh, uh, it looks pretty competent. Is it? Does it have some of the XCOM carryovers like permadeath and things like that, or is this not really that type of game? It's not really that type of game, and it's not as like. One of the things with about XCOM is I think it's one of the most like stressful games I've ever played. Like one of the most stressful games that I enjoy, if I can put it that way. Because you know that in XCOM, like at any second you can fuck up and oh yeah, like lose three people. Yeah, this doesn't really have that kind of tension, but it's still challenging enough. Okay, I see it. Um, yeah. It's more like in, I would say it's closer to Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem in terms of how it feels, but the actual like tactics give you um, enough depth that it reminds me more of XCOM. I mean, if you start if you start moving more towards newer Fire Emblem, I would say that that tension is very much still there, unless you play it on like pussy mode. Um, but modern, is that really what they call it, Jared? That's not what they call it, but it's what I call it's, it. Is what is in the box? A real man plays Fire Emblem with permadeath on. So, I guess that's fair. Nut up. This doesn't really happen my death because it's very story driven. Right. So they can't they can't kill these characters because Right. Because otherwise you would get fucked. That makes sense. Uh, I mean I'd prefer that in a lot of ways too. That being said, you know, if they get beat up, then they have to stay out for a while. Right, so you can use some um there's a whole progression system for the characters. As well as equipment that you can manage. Um, you can manage down to their abilities as well, which is nothing nothing new, but still, it's it's a nice you know thing to do. Um, hmm. So I played a few missions and I liked what I played. I'm probably gonna wait until it's further along. How did you How did you come across this? Like, did you just see it and decided to pick it up on a whim, or did you get a copy? Yeah, of pretty it, much. Or like, 
No, no, I, I was like browsing Steam and like it came up and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And Interesting. I've never even heard of it. It was a sale. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So now it... it's 20 bucks I see and I'm, I would hold off to one point off unless you can find it on sale again. Does it seem likely that it will be finished or do you think that... I think it is. It looks... Um, so, like, for example, the last uh, update was on the 17th. Um, and the update before that... Let me check. Just real quick. The update before that was on the 12th. So, you know, they're updating it fairly often. All right. So it looks good. Um, it's, it's interesting that you wound up playing a tactics uh, RPG this uh, this recently because that's also what I've been playing. But oh, uh, right. but I want to know before we before we go into that, mm-hmm. um, how uh, so what what kind of like supplementary con- content is there? So when you're not in like a battle, is there other stuff you're doing? Like in XCOM, you're managing your base. Huh. Uh, so I was the wipe of, selection. I would assume a good blend here would be like uh, dating all of your team members. That seems like this type of game. So you hung out with your team members. Yeah. Which I guess, yeah. And you, there's also a bit of base management. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also look at the profiles of like wanted people. Uh, and then there's, of course, story like segments that you can play through. Okay. Can so you think this is actually Korean? Oh, is it? I think so. So I'd be of no help. Well, maybe. Come on, it's the same thing. Just learn Korean. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Don't be that hard. How hard could it be? Um, So, interestingly enough, while you were playing this, I played uh, Into the Breach. Oh, really? uh, Which is the, for those not in the know, it is the latest game from the team uh, that brought us FTL. Um, it's real interesting. Uh, well, I, I love FTL, uh, so I'm kind of keeping an eye on that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it looks very minimalistic. It is. Uh, so the game, every, every mission that you can do takes place on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, every mission takes place on a 64 square grid, and that is it. Um, that grid is usually representing like a cityscape, but it'll have mountains and forests and things like that on it as well. Um, but the, the premise is pretty simple. Uh, basically you are a mech pilot who goes back in time in order to prevent aliens from wiping out humanity. And that's basically the the setup for their roguelike elements in that Mm -hmm. if you die, uh, you'll just go back in time and start the whole thing over again, basically. Uh, just start so a new humanity. It's actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, so, like, you start out the, the, the game with this character, and if he gets killed, the mech can actually still go on. It just doesn't operate as well without a pilot. Um, but, huh. but once... Uh, and you're, actually, your whole team can get wiped out. Every, every single person can get wiped out, and the mechs will still fight. Um, but if humanity runs out, there's basically a power grid that's maintained uh, through your missions. And if the power grid expires, that's when uh, the game ends and uh, you go back in time. But whatever pilot is left, that's the one who will go back in time. Um, so like I started the game with this guy and I like I named him and everything and he died 
on like the second mission and then some other person wound up taking his place and going back in time and like becoming the main character for the next run and uh, you just kind of keep following that pattern um you have different different mechs and different squads that you can unlock uh but the the set that you start out with there's basically three mechs there's one who punches and there's one who shoots and he can only shoot in a straight line <laughs> Uh, and then there's one who is like a mortar style uh, where he can shoot over things. So like if, if there's a building in the way, it doesn't matter. He shoots over the building. Um, but he the challenge here is friendly fire is very much turned on. Uh, you, you have these aliens that appear and their primary goal is to destroy buildings. Uh, they'll come after you too, depending on the situation, but they're more interested in destroying buildings. And what will happen is they'll go first and they'll basically line up all of their attacks, but it takes one turn for them to execute the attack. Mm. And then what your job to do as the mechs is to either kill them before they can attack or let's say you're using punchy guy. So let's say an alien drops into the map and he targets uh, a building and it's an important building. Uh, you could move punchy guy over to him and you could punch him. And when you when you punch somebody, you'll wind up moving them over a block. And so that will take their attack and, and also move that with them, if that makes sense. So if you push an enemy over one block, you can make it so they're just going to attack nothing, for example, when the uh, when their turn shows up. Or maybe you're not going to be able to punch them uh, a block. You could also like put yourself in front of them so they wind up attacking you. Um you can even, if you, if, as you start getting good at this, you could even wind up punching an enemy so that his attack is lined up with another enemy and he'll actually like attack his friend and, and they'll kill each other. Um, so you're, you're very concerned about like enemy placement and manipulating it by attacking them. Um, there's a lot of attacks in the game that don't do damage, but just instead shift enemies in, in different ways. Um, and so that's what you're spending a lot of your time doing. Uh, hmm. You can get into a lot of trouble, though. Uh, so, for example, if I punch an enemy and he he uh, there's nowhere for him to move except back into another enemy, they'll do damage to each other. Um, but conversely, if I punch an enemy and the square that he would move to is where another one of my mechs is, it'll damage that mech. Uh, so you have to be really like mindful of placement because you can accidentally wind up hurting yourself or hurting other buildings. And it, it really kind of, it, it actually makes that feeling of, I imagine if you were piloting a giant robot, you'd be concerned about like destroying buildings and collateral damage and things like that. Like when we, when we watch our mech sci-fi, we huh. don't, we don't think about that. We don't think about how they're literally like, like destroying the city, but in into the breach, you're a lot more concerned about that because if you get hit and knocked back, you might wind up destroying one of your own buildings as a result. So there's there's kind of an interesting element there, where so like, it looks like it looks like it's fairly minimalistic, but at the same time complex. Oh yeah, the, the which is what I would expect from from these guys because that's kind of what FPL is too. Yeah, it's really tough and it's it's super simple, but it has a lot of learning curve to it because there's a lot of thought that you need to put into your moves. There's no time limits. There's no uh, you can spend as long as you want figuring out what it is you're going to do, um, but you you do have to plan very carefully and there are a lot of times where like i said there there are moments where i've punched an enemy 
into a spot where I knew he would attack one of my friends because that was the best course of action. It was better to have that mech get attacked than to have him like target a building or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see uh, before an enemy spawns in, you can actually see uh, uh, the tile on the ground where they will spawn. And if you can place your mech over it, you'll block them from spawning so they never even appear. You don't even have to deal with them. Um, and so there's some strategy there. There's special objectives that they'll give you. Like, for example, one of the missions that I just did, uh, you can uh, you can basically fulfill one of your objectives by just blocking three enemies before they can even get up through the ground. Mm. And so you might let enemies destroy some of your buildings for the sake of fulfilling that objective. The, the benefit to that might outweigh the cost of, you know, losing some of your cities. So... Uh, it's a super interesting game. Uh, it's just 15 bucks. The only thing that I'd say about it is I think it's going to translate to mobile uh, or to the Switch really, really well. And so right. I don't I don't know if I'd be in a big hurry to pick it up on the PC. Um, yeah, these are the types of games where I look at it and think, like, I do not want to sit at a PC and play this. It would be it would be great on a phone. Uh, yeah. it, it, w- it would work really, really well. It would, it would run well. Uh, and FTL actually plays really good on a phone. Yeah, uh, it has a lot of the same trappings that FTL has, and FTL is a game that I enjoyed, but I also felt like was relatively unfair. Oh, uh, yeah. And cool. Into the Breach feels that way, too. Uh, there is a little bit of a random element to it, and if you're the type of person who's bothered by that, then this game's probably going to annoy you uh, just a little bit. I feel it's kind of... Um... Kind of like signature of these guys where, you know, they make the games that are really, really tough. Yeah, this um, this game follows suit. So this game's quite hard. Uh, it feels really strategic and it's impressive how strategic it feels without by, by doing so little. Uh, there's there's not yeah. there's not a lot going on. The game does not start with you having a lot of abilities. You do wind up unlocking quite a bit of stuff, uh, including new robots, but also new skills for your robots and, and things like that. Um, so, I mean, it gets pretty detailed as you go, but like the game starts off real simple. And even then, uh, I find myself putting a lot of thought into like what my next move is and simultaneously like doing some, what in my opinion are like pretty impressive maneuvers sometimes, um, where you wind up, you know, killing like three enemies at once, uh, with, with a really well-placed shot. Um, I've also had a lot of really boneheaded, uh, decisions and, and bad choices that I've made and I've almost certainly lost the game much more than one so you have to be you have to be kind of ready for that but if you're ever annoyed by ftl because it didn't feel fair into the breach will probably present itself in a very similar way i mean i really like ftl and that was kind of part of it so i don't i don't mind how's the music uh actually weirdly enough not really something i've paid attention to really oh that's that's disappointing um so I'm not sure. I'll when I go back to it, I'll I'll pay closer attention to it. FTL had a great soundtrack. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know that there's any reason for me to think that Into the Breach does not have a good soundtrack. It's just um, you don't remember it. It doesn't stick out. No, it doesn't stick out in my head. I haven't really, I haven't really played a game for a while where I feel like the soundtrack really stuck out to me. I've seen movies. Um, if you get a chance, uh, it's going to leave theaters this week, but or I'm guessing it's going to leave theaters this week. But Annihilation, uh, see it in the yeah. the- see it in the theater if you can. It has a fucking amazing soundtrack. 
Maybe, I don't know. But uh, take your wife. Take your wife and your kids. They'll love it. Annihilation doesn't sound like a movie for my kids. Oh, they're going to go crazy for it. There is oh, a, I'm sure they are. There's a, uh, there's a bear in it, and instead of roaring, the bear has a human scream. Excellent. Yeah, your children will really like it. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's what I want this weekend, not to sleep. Get him, get him in there. Uh, they're they're gonna love it. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I found it. I just found it kind of funny that we both wound up playing tactics RPGs. Yeah. Uh, because mine was kind of an accident. It, yeah. Uh, so I wasn't really planning on picking this up, uh, but it it just appeared to me kind of at some point, and I don't know why. I I was I was resigning that like I wasn't doing anything for the weekend, and. Um, wound up deciding that I was just going to dedicate some some time to that. And then funny enough, I, I, I don't think that's happened. I've only spent like an hour with it. Um, but I feel like I've got a really good sense of like what the... FTL is a very circular game, right? Like you, you start yeah. over and, and, and start over again and, and you make little bits of progress as you go. But for the most part, you're just repeating uh, the same process. And I would say that for my money and for my style, Into the Breach is a game that I am more interested in repeating over and over again. Uh, I think this is more my kind of game than FTL was. I mean, it would make sense since, you know, I guess they would apply what they learned doing making FTL into this game, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, And that's why I say... That this is maybe worth waiting for like a mobile port because FTL mm-hmm. did wind up on mobile uh, eventually. So it kind of stands to reason that this game could very well do that as well. So anyway, keep an eye on it. Um, it's only, yeah, no, definitely. It's only 15 bucks. So I mean, if it's something that you're interested in, it's it's really a pretty low investment. Uh, yeah. So you, can, you could probably go either way with it. But yeah, I really liked it. Really enjoyed it. So... Anything else on the uh, horizon that's of interest to you guys? Uh, Michael and I are going to play A Way Out, uh, presumably this weekend. Yeah. Hopefully. A Way Out. Have you not looked at this at all? I think it looks like the coolest game. Um, Is that the prison game? Yeah, they're breaking out of prison. Um, But the entire game is done in split screen. Um, Yeah, yeah. You can even play co-op online, and the game is still split screen. Because it's actually like an important element to the game, being able to see like what your other uh, partner is doing, and uh, it, it kind of adds to like the cinematic aspect. And uh, they do a lot of interesting things. I was watching some footage of it, and and something that they did that I thought was really kind of interesting is like there's a part where one character is driving and the other character is hiding in the back seat of the car, and uh, he has the the character who's hiding in the seat has to like duck down to avoid the police whenever you drive by them. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the split screen, they actually like extend the driver's split screen so that the, his side of the screen is larger. And um, maybe this maybe this sounds a little like artsy fartsy analytical bullshit, but it kind of like impresses th- this other character has like a very condensed screen real estate. That's uh, oh, actually pretty cool. And simultaneously, like he's hiding, so it kind of goes with it thematically, if that makes sense. Um, I think it's kind of an interesting choice and you don't see people play with stuff like that anymore in games. Like nobody, yes, nobody has split screen at all, much less is like playing with the concept of it and making you like feel certain ways by using it. So I'm, I'm super interested in it. It's the same guy who did brothers, which I thought was a great, uh, a great game. 
And uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Oh, Nino Kuni is coming out on the 23rd too. Uh, yeah, Nino Kuni is uh, just about here. And uh, Far Cry, I think, is next week. So lots of shit on the on the horizons. Uh, Nino Kuni uh, 2, I think, has gotten much better reviews than the first one. So that's promising, he too. might pick it up. Does I really it, like the first one. I don't know if it has anything to do... I think it's entirely separate, right? They don't have anything to do with each other? No, I don't think they do, but uh, it seems they have the same art style and all that shit, which is... Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of interested if it's uh, unrelated, because I didn't finish the original. Uh, I liked it, but I didn't uh, I, I didn't dig it quite as, as much as I hoped I would. Uh, not enough to finish it, at least. So... Yeah, I don't watch it. Nino is a level five game, and I don't think I've ever finished anything that they've made. Yeah, that's a good point, and I don't know if I'm not going to review it. I might, I might just wait until it's on sale. They make a lot of stuff, and uh, I'm looking through their list right now. I don't think I've ever finished anything that they've made. Let me see. Uh, I didn't know that they made all the Professor Layton games. Oh, I finished a Professor Layton games, but that's about it. I haven't even played one, I don't think. I've played, like, demos of them. Uh, but they do White Knight Chronicles, they do Dark Cloud, uh, they do Nino Kuni, and I've never finished any of those. They're all really big games. So, you gotta, you gotta be Inazuma. So they make Inazuma 11. I was gonna say, there's a lot of Inazuma 11 games. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what is... and I hate them. It's our soccer RPG. Oh, you don't like the soccer RPG? No, they're super grindy. I would have thought that would be for you. I would have thought so too, and then I play one. <laughs> uh, what's a yokai watch? Is it a literal watch? It's like a Pokemon thing. Do you have collect my watches? Do yeah. You, really? Do you have watches? Oh yeah, you do. Look it has that. a weird gaming like toy watches. Huh. Oh, oh really? Awful. Oh. Yeah, yeah they're trying to push it here, but uh, luckily it hasn't caught on. I, I was going to say, I don't think it worked. So, uh, By the way, just as an aside, uh, for Michael, did you see you're getting another Yakuza game this year? Six? No, you're getting another Yakuza game this year. Kiwami 2. You're getting oh, okay. uh, a remake of Yakuza 2, I presume. Um, yeah, that's great. Did you play Yakuza 3? Yes, that's a, that was actually my introduction to the series. Oh, because everything I've read about it says to skip it. So I was gonna Three? ask. I was gonna ask you oh. if that was true. If it was, or maybe it was four. So yeah, that's skip four. It's either four or three. One of them's not good. No, I'm four is three. Four is pretty lousy. Three is great. So, anyway, uh, Sega is going like full hog with Yakuza, and I think uh, this might be one of the most aggressive game release strategies that I can think of where it's literally one every six months. Like, we were mad about uh, serialized titles. Now we're getting one every six months. They're like, fucking, uh, finally a game that's sold. Yeah, I know. They're like, oh my <laughs> god, people people <laughs> liked it. It's not Sonic. <laughs> How did we do it? I mean, I will say with a little time and perspective, Kiwami is definitely not as sharp as zero was it definitely feels more like a afterthought remake so but it's still fun uh this is probably gonna be the case for kiwami 2 well i would imagine so so actually what i was gonna say though is uh kiwami 2 actually has a new uh campaign that's added to it for goro 
Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So there's actually an entire new... Uh, so it, it's a remake of 2, but they've also infused an entire new game uh, into it. So I shouldn't say an entire new game, but there's, there's... From my understanding, there will be a pretty sizable... Uh, chunk of completely original content that will be included in it so it won't be quite as bare bones as the first kiwami i mean kiwami's got plenty of custom stuff but it feels like they got finished making zero and said hey we've got the engine why don't we just get one more game in yeah and that's probably what kiwami 2 will be to some degree i would imagine but it's still i mean they're still pretty fun anyway i thought i'd make sure that you knew the the gift of more yakuza is uh on the horizon well very good Everything is coming up, Michael. I think I'm a little bit past the halfway point in Zero. Um, it's a long game. I want to finish it. It is, and what I'd probably recommend is just stop doing side missions and the game becomes pretty short. Sure, I could see that. Um, the side missions are some of the best stuff, though. So. It's true. You definitely, you'll miss out on some of the best stuff, but you'll also save a lot of time not doing some of the worst stuff as well. I guess I could see that. That's that's definitely true. Um, but uh, yeah, I've really I've enjoyed it so far. And I think I'm going to do my best to try and play uh, Kiwami and finish that before I before I move on to six. But zero or Kiwami? Well, both. I'd like to pick up Kiwami and, and try that. And see. you can borrow my copy. Oh, you have it? Yeah. That's okay. Good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that and take a stab at it. All um, right. I'm excited to hear that it's con- you've made a connection. Yeah, I uh, I I see the appeal for sure. It's satisfying on a really like guttural level. Yeah. Um, when you're smashing people's heads in with bottles and rocks and things, and yeah, it's fun. Feels good. It's fun punching people and watching money come out of them. <laughs> it's a bygone era. So little River City ransom esque. I like it. Yeah, true enough. All right. Well, uh, anything else that you want to talk about, Lucio? Nope. I think we did a pretty I think I think we did a good job reminiscing about all those great fighting game characters. I am now in tomorrow, by the way. Oh shit, <gasps> it is tomorrow. So where Damn. does that that means that Michael and I are in the past. Yes. No, Lucio's in the future, man. Oh, so is that would you say that? Lucio would say we're in the past though. I would say that, yes. Lucio all I would say is, is that go back. Yeah. Everything is dark. What is the future like? Oh no. Oh, Everything no. is dark. I don't like the sound of that. Everything is dark, Jared. Is, is the future warm, at least? Uh, well, in Miami it is. Well, good. So you're in the future, so it would stand to reason. The future We're still going to be in Utah in the future, though. Yeah, that's, I didn't think about that. Well, come April 12th, I won't be. That's for sure. 11th. Yeah, I know. I'll be there. Well, probably also not on the 12th. I don't think he's going to come back in one day. Yeah, I'm going to get to Japan, and I'm going to be like, fuck this. <laughs> Turner Rice Rice barf The worst Alright Well hey if you enjoyed our podcast today Go subscribe to us on Facebook and Twitter We're at The Enemy Slime On both of those services Lucio welcome back to America Michael welcome back yep. to continuing being in America uh, mm. We will see you next week uh, And uh, looking forward to it So uh, I think with that We're out yeah.